Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Good morning, everybody. Ain't it good to be here? Can you think of it? There you go. Ain't it good to be here? There you go. I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather be other than heaven. That'd probably be better, you know? So, you know, the last few weeks, we've talked about being more than conquerors. We've talked about overcoming different things. We went step by step through a lot of different things. Uh, last week, Tyler talked about overcoming ourselves. All right, so get over yourself. All right, you're not that great. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but we do have to overcome ourselves. We're our own worst enemy. Sometimes we 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 judge ourselves pretty heavy. I do, I do. Uh, and you know, sometimes we're failing ourselves more than we're failing God. God knows we're going to fail. You know, and we try, to, we try to do this, put ourselves up to a standard that, that we need to be at. But when we fall, sometimes we kick ourselves right back down in the dirt and water there, don't we, Tom? So we've got to overcome ourselves. A couple of weeks ago, I talked to you about overcoming different addictions, overcoming different, different things in our life that can keep us down and that you are not made to be weak. You wasn't made to be down. You were made to be more than conquerors. Okay? Um, so now that we've overcame ourselves and overcame our addictions and overcame uh, other things in our life and realize, you know, we are empowered. God has him. We are empowered through Christ. We have that now. Now that we've come to there, Now what do, what's left? We won, right? Well, we got to see this morning and last Sunday, we got to see some people overcome some big-time things, right? We've got to see people come to Jesus and be, sa- be saved and to be and followed in baptism. And now their, their, their name is in, in, in the book of life. The life blah, blah, blah. They in the book, it matters. So, I mean, those, they have overcome the world through Jesus Christ. So now what? What's left to overcome? This series was supposed to end it last week. And I said, preacher, I said, there's one more thing. There's one more thing. It's time that we pay this forward. The road that you've been on, the road that... that, that your, your, your Damascus Road, where you met Jesus, where you were blinded, where you were brought down to your knees and you gave up whatever it was you was fighting for and said, Jesus, take my life like Paul did. Now what's left? Well, we got to give this to somebody else. 
This ain't mean this ain't meant to be put in your pocket and kept and hid. We gotta give this away. We gotta take whatever all of it we can we want, all of it we can handle. And then we start giving that back to the people who need it. You know, the world is made up of all kinds of different types of people. We think different, we walk different, we talk different. We even have differences in beliefs. So unless you've had your head stuck in the mud, or you've lived under a cave like Brother James Lewis does once a month, <laughs> and Samantha, it's no secret that our, our country, our world, is as divided right now as it ever has been in the history of the United States. It's no secret. So, is it beyond repair? I don't know. Don't know. Don't have that answer. But this morning, I'll tell you what I do know. For the last 2,000 years worth of Sundays, the gospel's been preached in churches. The same blood that was offered up from Jesus on that cross is the same blood that can save you today. That's what I do know. Tell you what else I know. There's two things that are for certain. No matter what type of person you are, whether you're black, white, red, yellow, brown, short, tall, fat, skinny, loud, quiet, smart, dumb. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. There's two things that are true. They're certain. Jesus' blood was shed for all of us. Number two is we all need Jesus in our life. If you think you don't, you're losing. You're losing. You'll never know the joy of life. You'll never know the joy that it really is to know that no matter how crappy your day was, no matter what happens to you, no matter how you feel, no matter how many people are against you, Greg, the only one that matters is for you. The only one that matters is for you. You know, like I said, it's obvious we're a divided nation, but our role as a church, as Christ's church, has not changed. It's never going to change. The world can divide. The world can split. You can have all the Democrats and all the Republicans and all the socialists, whatever. I don't care. That don't matter. The role of the church is never going to change. In a world that's so divided, we as a church must stand together stronger. Turn your Bibles, please, to John chapter 17. Just going to read this real quick. Verses 22 and 23. Jesus was praying. Jesus said a prayer for everyone. Did you know that? He prayed for you, prayed for you, he prayed for you, and he prayed for everybody in this room. He knelt down and prayed a special prayer for all of us. If you look at verse 22, this is a prayer for you. 
Jesus said, these are the letters in red. Has anybody heard that new Crowder song, Letters in Red? Is that not great? That's wonderful. Right? So anyway, we need to learn that one, by the way. So it says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one. Pay attention to that word. That's very important today. That they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and I have loved them even as you loved me. So why is it important for us to be united? Why is that even important? Why do I have to, have to agree with you, Kim? Why should we try to get along? We got something to prove, don't we? That's right. We got something to prove. So that we know, so that the world knows who Jesus is. That's your witness. That's your testimony. Paul reaffirms this in Romans 12 and 4 or 5. He says about the church. What is the church? Is it a building? Let me tell you something. A fire could come through here and wipe this building out in a minute. A flood could come. This church is flooded several times, right? Church ain't a building. Church ain't a building. Look around to your left and your right. Look in front of you and behind you. That's the church. That's the church. Paul says, For just as each of us has one body with, one, with many members... And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, through many, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We're all one. We're all part of each other. Some of us have different roles. Some of us are the feet that go. Some of us are the mouths that talk. Some of us are the ears that hear. Some of us are the hands that work. Some of us are the hearts that bleed. Some of us are the eyes that see. I go on and on and on. Knee bones connected to the... <laughs> go on and on. We're all connected. We're all part of each other. We're all here for each other. You see so many churches that, that, that drift apart, drift away from each other because of the carpet ain't the right color. We ain't got carpet. So many churches drift apart because we're not believing the same way. Because we're not in agreement with what we're here to do. It's not hard. It's not hard. You know, we all need each other. We all got to have each other. Now, Philippians 1, I want to really get to this one. And like I said, I ain't got much this morning because we've, we've got a lot going on this morning. And we're getting ready to do, a, do the Lord's Supper. And if that don't tell you that we have to be one, I mean, that's the perfect illustration of what it means to be one in the church. 
one with Christ, one with my brothers, one with my sister. Paul says here to the church of Philippi, him and Timothy are writing, and they say, whatever happens, now pay attention to this, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's big time, ain't it? Think about that. Let's read that one more time. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Woo. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. And perk your ears up. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved. And by, and that is by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. So guess what? When you're hurting, I need to hurt. When you're struggling, your struggle is my struggle. Okay? When you're down, I'm getting down there with you and I won't pick you back up. I've overcame some addictions. I've overcame some obstacles. And I'm, I, you know why God brought me through that? I, didn't, I don't think I said this last time I was here. I know why. It ain't a mystery. Somebody needs to hear me. Somebody needs to hear you. Somebody needs to know your story. I didn't even finish reading here. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I still have. <gasps> Ooh. So was he fixed? Oh, was he just all of a sudden all better? No, we struggle together. We struggle together. We're here to pick each other up, not put each other down. Those that live in the world, those that, those that are sinners. How many times have you talked to people who just won't come to church because somebody's beat them to death with a Bible instead of telling them their testimony? Instead of getting personal about it. Instead of getting personal, say, let me tell you about my life. Let me tell you what happened to me. They all of a sudden want to tell people about Revelation. You're going to hell if you don't change. Well, you are. <laughs> okay, that's, that's obvious. That's truth. Okay? But let's, let's find out how to fix it. Let's find out how to fix it. And ain't one thing can fix it. And that's the blood of Jesus Christ, and accepting that. Now, I'm going, I stole a little illustration here this morning. And Ann, you'll like this. It's, a, it's an old Cherokee, uh, I guess, parable. Okay, so here's what I got. We know God's big, right? Cannot be broke. God's unbreakable. I'm a pretty strong guy. I'm not breaking that. Okay? So, here's little old us trying to go through life on our own. Okay? We don't need no help. We can do this. We can do that. I don't need anybody. don't need anybody to help me. I can do this. Life happens. 
Life happens. Life happens. More life happens. Pretty soon, there's not much left of you. We figure out we can't do it alone. We can't do this by ourselves. I need something. I've tried drugs, I've tried alcohol, I've tried sex, I've tried women, I've tried men, blah, 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 whatever it is out there to try. You've tried it on, it never worked, and you were alone. And there's not much left of you. So somebody's been praying for you. Somebody's invited you to church. Somebody preached to you. Somebody told you the gospel of Jesus. And you said, you know what, I want that. So guess what? You got Jesus. And you cannot ever be broke again. You will never be broken. So now, okay, where am I going to go to church? I need a church. I need to find this church. I need to find that church. Well, all of a sudden, you're invited to a really good church called Rock House Baptist. Where a whole lot of broken people are united and become strong and cannot be broken with God. That's it. <laughs> so church, you've got to be strong for people. You've got to be strong. We've got to get together. We've got to be united. We've got to think alike. Okay? That don't mean I can't disagree with you sometimes, Tom. I can be wrong over there. <laughs> it's okay, isn't it? It's okay. My gravy is better than Tom's gravy. So, uh, yeah. It's okay. We can have disagreement. We can't, end it. We can't let it stop. We've got to get through it. We've got to get better. Okay? We've got to fix things. When it's broke, you fix it. Okay? So we got to come together as a church. We got to come together as people. We got to come together as a community. We got to be united because we're stronger together. We're stronger together. Now, if we've got anybody that can play the piano this morning. Now, this morning, I'm going to ask you as she comes to play. If you are this broken person without Jesus in your life, if you are that broken person, you don't have to be. You don't have to be that guy. You don't have to be that girl. You don't, it don't matter how old you are, how young you are, you feel the call of Jesus Christ, you go. And I've always said that sideways step is the hardest one. And it's just like your feet ain't even touching the floor on your way up here. You take that step, he'll bring you that way. So don't be this broken person walking through this world alone because you're going to lose. If everybody would stand, please. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, 
Thanks for listening. God bless.